In a world filled with filters and facades, the real life with Lacey is your sanctuary of authenticity. Join me as we unravel true stories that resonate with the human experience. And remember, our ultimate goal is to touch the heart of at least one viewer in every episode. This is where the power of real life takes center stage and the impact is real. Welcome to a journey of inspiration and connection. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest. His name is Sean. Hello, how are you? Good. How been are you? It's been a while. Huh? I know, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm thinking the last time we saw each other was in Daytona. You guys rented that hotel on the ocean. Oh, yes. And we went to that one club of yours that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But hey, fun times for sure. Yeah, you know, since we're politically correct, it's called Urban. Okay. Just All so right. You, just so you know the lingo. <laughs> but hey, okay, so just so the viewers get a little background on you. Okay. And I. Okay, so we met in 2010. Sturgis. Yes. So I was bartending out there. Yes. And uh, we met, I think, at One Eye Jacks. Jacks. That's yeah. 100% correct. And, and you um, were kind enough to offer me to stay with you and bartend at Daytona Beach bike rally yes okay and so I had never been in a strip club before that okay and so you're like I own a strip club I'm like what the fuck is going on right? <laughs> and so I come out here and I start I you pick me up in the airport in Orlando yeah fucking awesome we go to Daytona and then I start bartending yep and I'm on the main strip main street yeah right there and during bike I'm, week. No, I'm making a few hundred dollars but nothing great by yep. any means and that's me sorry <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, and then your friends would pick me up on their bike, take me to the club afterwards, lollipops. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that was your strip club. Yep. And there was a line out the door at 3 a.m., like 2.30 a.m. I'm like, holy fuck, this place is popping, right? Then I'd go in, and it was just party. And then you're like, I don't have room, because I said, do you have Bartend, bartend yeah. here and you're like I don't have room I got you know my bartenders that are yeah. here but you can sell shots and I was like I'll sell fucking shots I made like $800 in two hours and then fucking partied with you guys at VIP <laughs> passed out and did all over again did and, all over again. and it just what a phenomenal great time and so that's just our beginning of our yes. friendship and then, yeah. then it started a great relationship that's lasted 13 years yeah. Oh, yeah. but I definitely want to go back from the beginning of you, how did you get into strip clubs? I was dating my wife, Darlene, at the time, before we got married. And what year were we talking about? Oh, God. Early 90s. I mean, it's back. 96, okay. probably, 95, somewhere in there. And um, she used to go tanning and working out. I was just getting back into working out and everything again. And she used to go to this tanning salon. Uh, called Sunmasters. It was on International Speedway. Is it Daytona Beach? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And it was owned by a buddy of mine, Paul, well, who I met through her. And uh, one day I'm in there in the GM of the Pink Pony, which is now Diamond Dolls, the one that I last time took you into that you mm -hmm. said was extremely urban. Uh -huh. And um, he was the manager, GM of the, the, the club. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to bounce. You know, hey, you want to work? I think, I think race week was coming up. So you had never worked in a strip never club? Never worked in a strip what club or nothing. What was your profession at that time? Nothing, really. I just got done with college and was just kind of down here living through life. You so know? you were in your 20s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then it all, uh, I, I give him my, you know, you're going to love this because this shows the age shit. Gave him my pager number. <laughs> there we go. Cell phones weren't an option back then. 
so I gave my pager Especially number. When it was like nine one one. Oh shit, like that. Yeah. So I get this number, and you know, okay, I'll call it. I call it. Well, it's John Cap. His name is. God rest his soul. Great guy. We had our fights and everything. He's still a great guy. And uh, he's like, hey, do you want to bounce? Uh, I need you tonight at seven thirty. So I'm like, okay. So I walk into the strip club, and he puts me to work, and like nobody else shows up. He fired everybody. So I'm running VIP, the front door, and the floor, all by myself. Mm, and learning as you go. You did. I, I didn't have a day off for six months. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So then, as John got to know me and things progressed, I started managing for him. And, um, you know, you, you're actually going to know a lot of the characters. I don't know if you know Marky Mark. No. no uh, you might not know Gabe. And then, you know, J-Rod, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all came with me to the pony from the gym. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's how you... Yeah, yeah, that's how everybody... Yeah. yeah, that's how, yeah, you know. Working out, yeah. So, you know, and, and then Darlene was bartending there. Okay. So when it came time to where me and John decided to part ways, um, it was kind of an easy move. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife was obviously coming with me because we were married at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, a couple of bouncers came with me. J-Rod actually was the last one to come. Okay. You know, but John had gotten in his ear and told him I was bad-mouthing him. I mean, you know... You know, people are people. Yeah. So then yeah. you decided to open your own. Okay, well, let's back up. When I was working the door at the Pony, a guy named Ron, my partner, future partner, mm-hmm. used to come in all the time. And we became friends. And it, the closer we became friends, as I started managing and stuff, um, you know, I started telling him numbers and things like this. Well, you know, I'm eating dinner at his house once a week at this point and stuff. We're just shooting the shit and having a good time, car shows and all that. And, uh, one day he looks at me and says, hey, I've heard enough now. You know, let's find a place. Let's do this. I'm like... So he had the financial back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, okay, cool. So he goes, uh, he goes, give me a couple hours. I'll get back to you. Within that couple hours, Ron, or, uh, Ron, John over at the Pony was giving me a bunch of shit. I walked in, threw the keys out of the desk. I said, go Perfect fuck time. yourself. Perfect. You got it. Yeah. You know, so then I ran out and I called Ron up. I said, I hope you're serious. He goes, why? I said, I just fucking quit my job. He's like, I'll tell you how serious I am. Meet me at this address tomorrow morning. So it's over on the beach side. Was that lollipops? It was the beginning of it, yeah. Okay. And how big was this? 17,000 square feet. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, We had a a legal capacity of 890 people. Okay. Okay. So. Is that Josh? No. Okay. All right. So then... um, and how many girls did you have on a normal night? Oh, well, are we talking season or off season? Let's talk about okay, okay, you know, here was my one big argument with Daytona. Um, they always bitched about us being there, but they didn't realize the type of money that their their constituents mm-hmm. were actually putting into the place. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all these legal fights with them, which you know about. I ended up in prison after one of them. Which we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to derail from that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, so it was it was a battle with every step of the way with these people. Um, yeah, they were fighting you from the beginning. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely. mean, just, just throwing fines at you. And I, I do got to back up and tell you something that was funny. We went on like a six-month period where we could open up. Like we were remodeling. In you the know. very beginning. Oh, yeah, when we Ron decides we're going to buy the building, mm-hmm. we do it. So Ron says, go home tonight and come over to the house tomorrow night for dinner. But draw the club. Redo the club so we can remodel. So when I came over for dinner, Ron pulled out his drawing, I pulled out mine. They were literally identical. The only thing different was I took the stage all the way into the dressing room. Remember when you walked out of the dressing room there? So that was the only difference. So we okayed it. And and believe it or not, this is where the name came from. 
his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. His daughter had to be like four or five years old at the time, and she was walking by and she said, "Daddy, what are you and Uncle Sean doing?" Ron said, "I don't know where he came up with this." He's like, "Oh, Daddy and Sean are opening up a candy store," mm-hmm. and she has older parents. Ron was older than me. She went walking away singing lollipop, lollipop, uh, oh. And me and Ron looked at each other. We're like, there it is. Yep, nice. That's done. Oh, There's yeah. no more, no less. So then, you know, then we finally get open. So you got my wife. We got my brother. God rest his soul. He's managing daytime. And then me and Chris Voorhees, who you've met, is managing nighttime. Mm-hmm. And um, that we started with a skeleton crew. And eventually, you know, I mean, it, it was, <laughs> you know, the, the catch-22 in this business is I need women to have guys. Mm-hmm. got to have guys there to get the women. Mm-hmm. So you kind of take anything you can when you first open up a club. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you saw when you came down and we met was nothing like that at the beginning. Yeah, how many years in? Like, well, 2000 I opened. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I was what? So you were over a decade in. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and it's the same people. You know, it's like DJ John, God rest his soul, you know. So we're ten years into it, but at the beginning of it, you just you take who and whatever can walk through that door. Mm-hmm. You know, even bar staff wise. Yeah. You know, and then you're 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 dealing with cash, so it becomes a trust issue. So you start, you know, I've always said hire friends and family, they only steal ten percent. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> you know yeah. and, and, and so then, then it got built to where, you know, you came in. I mean, my wife had passed away, she got killed in a car crash. Um, but she had retired from bartending a few How years did she before. Get in that car crash? She was out in Saint Louis, um, How long were you married? Well, we were together like twenty some years. Now. Okay. Yeah. And she was driving solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were separated at the time when it happened. Oh, okay. But um, we were actually supposed to get back together when she got back, and um, you know that that was different. Yeah. So how how that happened? Like she was just driving. oh, it was a winter snowstorm in, in St. Louis on the highway, flipped the pickup truck. Was she driving the pickup truck? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was by herself. Oh. Head trauma. Uh, was it? Did she die instantly, or yeah, she died, oh, yeah. that had to be difficult? Yeah, I didn't know much about it. Um, there's a whole other side yeah. of that story. But you didn't have children. No, we had no children. Yeah. No children. And you've never had children. No. That you know of. No, you're correct. And they might yeah. come. Yeah, out. if my doctor was any good, I could guarantee I haven't <laughs> had any. So. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, you're gonna love this. What? So we're sitting at uh, dinner, just because you brought up the children thing. Uh-huh. I'm in Cleveland at a Japanese steakhouse with Emily and the whole family, and one of the friends asked. Hey, do you have any kids? And Emily turned around and goes, "No, my uncle Sean's fixed like the dog." Uh, That's what Carol told her. Rather than trying to explain a vasectomy, it's yeah. like, "Hey, you got fixed like the dog." Uh, you guys, yeah, you're good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Okay. So, something that was crazy to me when I started hanging out at the strip club that not a lot of people know is when strippers come in, they're independent contractors. Correct. So when they're walking through the door. They're paying you to walk through. Yes. Yeah, describe that. Well, I, I, I mean, being a woman and not being in that industry, I tell you, it's like a beauty salon. Mm-hmm. You know, your beautician pays to rent the space there. They're independent contractors. Now, you got to walk a fine line. There's, you know, there's people that have, uh, like, like what we do here is they're completely treated like independent contractors. They come and go as they please. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their rental fee of the day. They know it up front. We collect it up front. Then they can leave. I, I care less how long they stay here. I'm not into that person. And then I also do offer them an option. I will pay that minimum wage if they want to go for it. Why do you want that? <clears throat> because if she doesn't want to be an independent contractor and I want to pay her minimum wage, um, 
you're getting paid to entertain. You're not getting paid to do VIPs. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're not getting paid to collect tip money on stage. Yeah. You're so getting, yeah, so then they, they lose some freedom. Oh, they lose a lot of freedom and yeah. a lot of money. Okay. You know? So what's the amount that they normally pay? And I know it alters from time that they come in. Well, it depends. I've, I've never been a big fan of that. <coughs> Excuse me. Because, um, you, you know, they're there for you in the big picture. I got it. I know. I know. Christmas. Starts buzzing. So, they, uh, you know, we, we, we only charge like $25 here. For, okay. for, and then during the day, and then like 45 at night. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but something else we do is out of their house fee. So there's no discrepancies among the doormen and the and the DJs. They each get ten dollars a piece. Out of that. Out place. of that forty-five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then also back dances. It's all theirs. We, oh. we rent the room. Okay. If you look back there, we rent it by the fifteen-minute, half-hour, hour. You know. What a what? Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Okay, now got I can it. hear you. Yes, you know we can. Re- we'll rent. They rent the room from us. Is what they do. Okay. And then whatever they negotiated with the girl is what they negotiated with the girl. Okay. Have you had some guys not pay? Oh, it's always interesting. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, that's a whole, you know, uh, pod series one, two, three, four of the stories. Yeah. You know. Because okay, when they go in the back room, they're like thinking, okay, fifteen dollars a dance or whatever yeah. the case is, and then they're back there for five, six, seven, oh. and then all of a sudden they come out, and you're like, hey, you owe this amount, and they're like, what? Oh, it happens all the time. And then what happens? Well, you know, in the heyday. And they'll do it over here. It's actually defrauding an innkeeper. Mm-hmm. So That's we could, a yeah, we call the police and have them brought in on that. Okay. So the moment the cop usually shows up, all of a sudden this guy's got the money again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I oh, got I don't want to go there. That'll be wow. the you'll lose some followers. You know, it's the old saying about dealing with Mexicans. You know what a Mexican and a pool table have in common? What? The harder you hit them, the better their English. Okay. You can only say like as Josh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you know. Producer. <laughs> you know. The other day, the other day in here, some guy comes walking down the hallway, and we're all watching because he's headed to the bathroom right about mid there in the corner over there. He probably just whips it out, starts pissing while he's on his way into the bathroom. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing that? Well, obviously, got to clean it up, and then, you know, he's drunk enough to get him settled, get him the hell out of here. But that's mm-hmm. like just insane. Yeah. But people are interesting, you know. Oh yeah. Remember absolutely. the tanning bed at the house? Yeah. I yanked that tanning bed out of the bathroom, out of the locker room at Lollipops. I bought it for the girls. Mm-hmm. They'd piss in it rather than go to the bathroom. Imagine firing up a tanning bed after a gallon of urine. And oh, it my like. God. You got it. Oh, yeah. I'd love to, I know that you've told me multiple stories about, I mean, like, I'm sure we could talk for five to ten hours about oh. the stories. But I remember you telling me, like, you get in an argument with a stripper, and then she just took a tampon out and threw it at you. Yes, correct, in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, she got hit with a grenade. What did you say? Oh, nothing. I mean, <laughs> like, like, you know, you know. Here's the thing. I've been in it so long, even at that point, you know, because I was so young when I got in it. So I, and I tell people this all the time. The hardest thing for me to do at the gym is not work out and see that hot broad bent over, not slap her on the ass and say hi. I do it all day long at my work. Uh-huh. You know, it was like you know the way you treat and talk to people is 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 a lot different. That's you know, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, but you've had girls, oh, girls steal money from all each other. Oh, oh, honey. We had to pull a girl in the dressing room or in the office and tell her to start pulling it out. Why her friend was dancing for a guy, she was robbing his wallet, jamming the money in her vagina. And so you pulled her in the back. We saw it in the cameras. We pulled her in the offices and drop them and start pulling money out. And what did she say? Did she try to deny it? Oh, of course they all do. And you're like, I'm not going the, the, in the there. Great, the greatest story <laughs> since you got this whole thing started. Uh-huh. The greatest, greatest story ever was 
I had this girl working for me early on at the Pink Pony. And I'm telling you, I don't care what race, what age, you could be 90 years old and it didn't work. She had it in her mouth two seconds into a song. Oh. It didn't care. I mean, did not care. So this is when I learned what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. So I pull her in the office and I'm like, yo, you can't be doing this shit, you know? I said, the one thing, you're absolutely gorgeous. These guys will pay you just to dance for you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. And she dead ass looked at me and goes, but I like it. Oh. So at that point, I kind of figured out where do you go from there? Yeah. I mean, where do you go? Literally, like, well, hey, at least you're honest. Go back to work. Enjoy yeah. yourself. I mean, I have a great time. I, you got it. You know, I, I don't know what to do after that point. I, but now it's like, you know. So I remember this. Oh, my God. Okay. So, again, for the viewers to know a little bit more, after we met, then I started coming to visit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I came yeah, multiple yeah. times. I brought friends. Oh, yeah. We're all like, staying at the house. We have a fucking party. <laughs> I mean, like, and your house was gorgeous. I mean, you had a movie theater in the house. You had a pool. And you were super fucking house warming, right? Yeah. And you let, like, one of your strippers let me borrow her car. I mean, it was just great. Anyways, so one of the times I was visiting, and I loved hanging out in the security room with Knuckles. Oh, yeah. I, Knuckles was such a yeah, he's, he's still amazing. Yeah, he amazing. was one of your securities, and amazing. I'm sure you could tell us why his name is Knuckles, but... Well, it came with that. It came. <laughs> came well, with you, that? you know, it's funny because, you know, Lollipops got so popular that, like, I mean... You, I don't know if you ever met Kathy, the bartender that was there, but like, you know, we would go to other clubs and beg these girls to come work for us, and they finally did. Mm -hmm. And we put a we put a bar staff together: Melissa, uh, Kim, who you know, mm -hmm. my wife at the time, Rob's wife Renee. Um, I mean, there was someone else. That oh, there was all kinds. Oh, Renee. I yeah, yeah, Rob's wife Renee. Nice. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, Kathy. We had uh, oh god, Jolene. We had all kinds. I mean, yeah, you know, and it was cool because the club was busy enough and big enough that the girls made good money working a couple nights a week. And most of them had other jobs, day jobs and stuff. So yeah. it worked out perfect. But what also worked out perfect was then, for realistically, I was overstaffed, you know, because I didn't have enough hours for all of them, but they didn't care. Like I said, they all worked just a couple hours. Yeah. But then when race week and bike week came, I had, you know, three, you know, two and a half months of people working every night of the week, there a was, full staff. There was buckets, like oh, yeah. gallons, yeah. Of five, five gallon five buckets, gallon buckets under the bar that they were just throwing tips in. Yep. Like I remember the end of the night, I'm like, Oh, I wish oh, I was yeah. right now because I mean they had oh, thousands. You're, you're talking about mm -hmm. nights where like uh, the guy who represented Junior during race week, mm -hmm. Dale Junior, Bud Light when he was a sponsor at the time, bought the whole building around the Bud Lights. Oh nice. And then the four main bartenders at the main bar, he took each one of them a thousand dollars. Oh fuck yeah. You know we had, well, I mean you know we had people, we had celebrities coming in. You know, yeah, what the, celebrities? That, that was a cool thing. Porn stars. Oh, yeah. oh man, we could keep. Okay, oh, so yeah. I wanna, I wanna go back to all those stories. Okay. But so the story that I was gonna tell about when I was in the security room with Knuckles, yeah. and I just enjoy, you know, hanging yeah. out there and watching all the TVs and watching all the security system of yeah. you know what's yeah. going on, and then you come in and you're like, fucking pull her in, and I was <laughs> like, who are you pulling in? What's happening? Ooh, this is exciting. <laughs> And then you pull in one of the strippers from the back room, and you're like, look it. And you show the video of her sucking this guy's dick, yeah. right? And you're like, you were sucking his dick. And she's just like, looks at you like a deer in headlights. And you're like, you know the rules. You're not allowed to suck any fucking dick. <laughs> and she's like, and you're like, so you're fined. And like, there was a certain fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was like 150 or 200. I don't remember. Yeah. And you said the number, and she's like... But he only paid me, it was $50 <laughs> less of the fine. And then you're like, 
sweet, then you're paying me $50 to suck his <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, there's another story like that. When, when we first opened, one of Ron's friends came down. And they'd been friends a lot longer than me and him at that point. And um, he's telling Ron, he's, he, Ron told me the story later, he's telling Ron, he's like, you know, how do you know to trust this guy? I mean, you literally just gave him a full third of the business, you know, with you and Miles. And how do you know to trust this guy? And so uh, Ron said, uh, you know, you'll see, you'll get to meet him, blah, blah, blah. Well, that night they were hanging out in the club. We had some action going on in the back room. So I fucking go walking in the back room. This is after hours. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. All you fucking bitches can go back to the pink pony. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going off, and I'm screaming as I'm coming out the dressing room. And Ron and his partner were sitting at a table. I looked over at Ron, and I... I can hear him. Yeah? Everybody good? Well, I can hear him. Oh. Yeah. We're going to have to edit this part, then. Uh, no, it's all good. Okay. No editing. Oh, there yeah, you go. Then yeah, let, yeah. Let this, hey, we're in the club. That's why you're here. Yeah, so guys sweep the yeah, floor. Yeah, that's exactly. That's it. So all we right. deal with it. Yeah, all right. Um, so, uh, you know, as I'm ye- yelling at everybody walking out the dressing room, Ron and his buddy were sitting right there. I looked over at Ron and winked at Because it was all a joke. Uh-huh. It's just, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know, it, it's... I, I sold a business idea. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about the beginning. Lollipops was the first strip club in the state of Florida to let a woman in, unescorted. Huh? Yep. You, in order for you to come into a club prior to 2000 at Lollipops, even in town, you had you to, had you had to have a, you had to have a male okay. escort with you. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, <clears throat> um, when we first did the video thing, I called Ron up and said, "Hey, man, I want to put a big old 12 foot projection up and have the girls dance to music videos." He's like, "Ah, oh, it's not going to work," you know. Okay, so I went and bought it myself and set it all up myself one day. He used to come in every Wednesday, so he come in and he saw the one big screen. Mm-hmm. And after that, like literally one song. And I knew to play U2 because he was a huge fan of it, so we put a U2 video up. After one song, he looked over at me and said, I want four more, let's circle this thing. And then you saw what that became. Oh, that was Josh's favorite part. Yeah, you know, I always describe the videos. I I always told everybody, Lollipops was more of a nightclub that accidentally had strippers. Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. got, it got to a point where 40% of our clientele were single women. Oh, there were chicks Yeah, you know, so now yeah. you had 200 strippers on a bike night to, you know, uh, 300 women that are in there already. I mean, there is, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody loved about it. It was, a, it was a fun place. But what I built it on was me and my father when I was a kid. Every Sunday, since it's football Sunday today, mm-hmm. we'd get up and then run to this local deli. And it's called the Leshies. It was in uh, Maple Heights, Ohio. And we'd get our cobble ghoul and our bread and everything, and we'd go home and watch football. To this day, that, that that store, not that exact store, but the other lessons on the other side of town, they have my credit card. And I'll have cold cuts overnight and the bread overnight for football Sundays. Oh, so I get it done Friday, so it comes Saturday, and then I got it for Sunday. So I thought to myself when we were designing this thing, I said, you know, and I was lucky, you met DJ John. I, I, DJ John, just so you know, had never DJed before. Really? He, yeah, he was a, an announcer on Sunshine Network for the hockey team oh. over here, actually. Okay, and he was in a wheelchair. And he was in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Why was he in a wheelchair? Got a motorcycle wreck. Oh. And John was only dead from his knees down. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and what a, what, oh God, that's a whole oh. nother fucking oh, seven yeah. days. Um, I love that back guy. back there with the strippers. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. before we ever opened, you know, me and John would sit there all afternoon. He'd roll in about one o'clock. I'd already be there, you know. Well, did we get the permit? Nope. What are we doing today? I don't know. Let's order a pizza. I mean, that, that's just how it went. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it just, it exploded. So but the theory was that if I could take you mm-hmm. by music 
and put you in a happier place in time, you don't give a shit about spending money. And that's true. That's what works. Music alters. You heard the music. You heard the music. We're. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what. I used to go up to the DJ booth and. and <laughs> We're not telling the first one. I'd stick a $100 bill on the table. You said you're open to tell stories. Okay. <laughs> you remember what race week, you remember what race week was like, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was a standing there. How many there. people do you think? No, no, no. You're, what you're forgetting is, and I hate to say this because we're in that, you know, time of life here, but you didn't see many blacks hanging out lollipops during race week. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. Bike. Any of it. You um, know what I mean? So, you know, so there was. Well, race week is. The, the whole 10 days of all the races, yeah. yeah Back in the day, it doesn't even exist. The Daytona 500. Daytona 500. Yeah, it doesn't even yeah. exist anymore. You know, yeah. Daytona's falling apart. No, Daytona's a long story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they don't even have the 4th of July race anymore. Okay. But so you had Daytona 500, and yeah. then it went into the motorcycle rally. Correct. Yeah, so it so was it, how long? Basically, from the second week of January to April 1st, you didn't sleep. It was crazy. Unreal. Yeah. You know, we're talking. We're talking a difference of a Friday night of liquor sales at Lollipops back in the heyday. Be fifteen thousand. We'd go ten straight days and never come under fifty grand, just in liquor. Oh my god! You know, our, our goal, our, our record goals in the private rooms were one night they did over four thousand lap dances. How many girls were on? Anywhere between two and three hundred. Yeah. You know, it, it was. That's why I say, you know, uh, there was a big falling out at the end of all this, which you're aware of. Mm -hmm. You know. And there was probably hard feelings about a lot of different things, you know, and I don't think some people made the right choices or they could have done it differently. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, I wouldn't be sitting on the couch with you. Yeah. And that's Everything the way I look at it. That's everything. the way I look at it. It's like, you know, who really cares what yeah. the ending of the story is? Because the story ain't over yet. Yeah. It never is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so what celebrities did you have? Oh, uh, Mickey Rourke come in and hung out with us. Mm -hmm. uh, Steven Tyler, Nikki Six, uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, Jack Nicholson was in, uh, fuck. And so when a celebrity came... Who's the guy that played Blade? The movie Blade? Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yes. Wesley Snipes came in. So when they come in, yeah. do they let you know prior that they're on their way? No. Okay, so... Well, no, I, I, let me take that back. If they're security guys, our local police, I knew enough of them. We got a phone call. Okay. And yeah. then when they come in, do you... Oh, wine and dine, of course. Yeah, right to the VIP. You know, you, you, know, you try to tell people, and, and I'm... And I'm not, I'm not going to tell the ending of the story because it really doesn't matter. But when Michael Jordan came in the club, there was 300 people out front on their cell phone calling people, going, "You're not going to fucking believe he's here." Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that was just crazy. And what was the most money one of them? You don't have to say which one if you don't want to drop to one night. See, that's the part you don't want to tell. See, I asked if there was anything you don't want. That's to not okay. Know. I'll tell you, they don't, they don't spend a dime when they're in the club. Really. 100%. So, not even with the girls, strippers? No, they don't tip? Wow, must be nice to be fucking famous. I bought, a, I bought a gentleman his drinks all night long and his entourage. And at the end of the night, I was so excited to go talk to the uh, waitress to see how much she tipped and when she didn't tip him a dime. What? So the next night, he came up to the door and, hey, Sean, you know, can we do the same thing? I'm like, no, bro, I'm right here. Go sit at the table, pay to come in. He's like, what? I said, dude, you guys didn't even tip anybody last night. Yeah. You think the normal person would have reached in their pocket and did what they did and just turned around and left. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories like that. There's mm -hmm. all kinds, yeah. you know, with the famous people. Yeah, for sure. You know. Now, are you allowing, because you normally don't allow photos in the club. Oh, nowadays? That's second nature. It's ridiculous. So they go back live. in the day. Oh, we take the camera. Yes. Yeah, no. So yeah. now you can't. 
they just can't stop it because the yeah. girls are filming themselves on stage. <laughs> you know? hey, I'll tell you another classic stripper story. When I when I first opened up the place over here in Tampa, not this one, the one about five six years ago, I had to call some girl in and tell her, "Hey, look, you know, I don't care if you're being a prostitute, but don't advertise on these books pages and stuff with fucking the name of the club behind you." Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, come on, at least yeah. have a little class. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. Okay, so then um, let's go back just a, a little bit about how did you get incarcerated? Okay. Um, my partner Ron. And what year is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, last year would have been uh, fifteen years. So twenty-two minus fifteen, whatever year that is. Okay, so in the late 90s. Yeah, no, no, it's still in 2000. 23. Oh, 23. Three. Yeah, Fuck. 15. <laughs> Don't yeah. mind me. No, not at okay. all. We are at a bar. <laughs> the, so, okay, so in the, like, 08. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. So we were getting politically activated, you know, to get the right councilman in that wouldn't bother us because the city was constantly breaking our balls about everything, mm -hmm. you know. But you couldn't put a sign up without going through six months of litigation. Now, was this because they didn't want a strip club? There? Of course, yeah. Okay, so were you? But you weren't the first strip club. No, no, no. So they then, just. It was a. It was a good fight for political years, you know. Okay, there just a, a money making. Yeah, fight? yeah. That's all. You know, Darlene yeah. Jordan was a city commissioner too, which was what our zone was. You know, I don't know if you remember that at the end of the street there, right in front of Lollipops, there's that curve that automatically takes you back to A1A. Mm -hmm. If you actually broke out a tape measure, it's, that thing was built illegally. They mm -hmm. didn't give it, you know, size-wise. They didn't give a shit. They just didn't want people going in and out of the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always used to laugh at them and tell them, don't you realize the people you're bitching and trying to save are the ones that are coming down here? Yeah. You know, I'm not surviving. I just race week, bike week alone. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You know so it was always funny with the city. So anyway, long story short, you know, we were doing, uh, you know, asking people to campaign. And uh, according to the city of Daytona Beach, I gave you, just to use, not you in general, but just use it as an example, I gave you $500. Mm -hmm. Then you took my $500 and went, donated it. Mm -hmm. And acted as if it was you. And that is against the law. The law doesn't even exist there. Oh. Oh, I'll tell you one better. By the time I got incarcerated and was locked up, the city attorney of the land did the same thing. They slapped him on his wrist. My parole officer, because they send you to a parole officer first to get what he thinks you should do time-wise, said six months probation. That was in no jail time. The judge flat out told me I'm making an example of it. Oh. So how long did you get? Six months. Which, and which, you know, I got to tell you, that was wild, you know. You freak the first time the cell door shut behind you. I don't care how bad of a man you are. Mm -hmm. When you realize, now wait a minute, so now you regroup and go, okay, I got to do six months, hundred, what is it, 180 days, 160 days, or whatever it is. I could do this. So then you wake up in the morning and you got like fucking down to 129 days. You get all the good behavior up front. So yeah. they only take it away from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, so then I got a job and, and uh, you know, being the club that it was and in town that it was, I mean, there wasn't a guard that worked there I didn't know. I mean, it was, it was like, right. a, it was like out of the movie shit being locked up. quiet? No, I probably went down. No. Hello? I can hear you. That shit just got quiet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, so it's... Hey, the battery might be dying again. Go look in the, um, suitcase. Hey, this is live. Yeah, it goes what it goes. Hold on. Yeah. Did you step on this thing? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's altering. We're going to change the battery. All right. All right. Break time. Yeah, break. Shot time. Even break though it's time. like 8 a.m. Oh, fuck. Um... 
Yeah, the, Do you know uh, what we were talking about? Well, you guys were going down a different road. Yeah, yeah, we were starting down the road of my uh, bucket list. Oh, yeah. no, no, that was off camera. Oh, that was off camera? Okay. Well, it was technically on live. Uh, yeah, that's fine, but that's for the podcast. So, do you remember what conversation we were having? Oh, my, my jail time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, they, they picked me up and they charged me with an illegal campaign contribution of a total of $1,500. The, uh, the one that found me guilty was $500. And so they made an example of me, put me in jail. Now, what the funniest part about that place is, when I walked into jail, I was 500 pounds. Oh. In How much do you weigh right now? I'm 300 right now. Okay. In, a, in, a hundred, 500. in a hundred, in a hundred and twenty-nine days locked up in jail, I lost 150 pounds. The girl I was dating at the time when I got out, she come walking by the front of the club. I had to yell at her. <laughs> didn't recognize you. No, didn't recognize me. Now, now that's funny that we're on that story because that girl's name was Lacey. Do you remember actually what happened the first time I met you? Um, you said the last Lacey I met is crazy. Well, that was no. Okay. no. Um, God, what was his name? Matt, the barback. Goes, hey, you, the hey, you got to meet this girl, Lacey. So I walk over, or you got to meet this girl. They didn't tell me your name was Lacey. Uh-huh. They didn't tell me your name was Lacey. So oh. I walk over, and they're like, Matt's like, hey, this is. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I already had enough headaches with one of them. <laughs> Yes, that's that is the connection, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt was the connection with us. Because what the fuck is happening with all this? I don't know. We got crossed. Well, that sounds better. Okay. Yes. It's the third mic in here. <laughs> okay. You're cut off. So, Matt was um, that was a connection bar back us, yeah. at Full Throttle Saloon for me, yep. and he was your bar back here. Yes. Yes. So that's that how was, it all that worked out. Okay, um, so back to prison, you were in for six months, yep. but they kept finding you for, like, because you were, okay, the were first, you supposed to be topless here? The first, okay, there's a nudity ordinance, and the girls had to wear, like, so much has to be covered. Um, before all this even went down, our first year open, we had 87 arrests for the nudity violation. Now, it's Who a was fi- getting arrested? The girls? the girls, the managers, oh yeah, they, whenever they, they came in and busted the club, the manager all, all, automatically went. So we got smart about halfway through and made DJ John the manager. Volusia County didn't have transportation for handicap. Uh, so they just wrote him a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Saved me 50 bucks. <laughs> so, poor John. Oh, yeah. So we had 87 arrests. You know, I mean, and it got to the point really like the cops would walk in and they'd be like, hey, Sean, go get us 10 girls and let's just get out of here. So I go grab 10 girls. And, you know, we are, you know, while I'm headed out the door, we're calling a bondsman. We're in and out. It's, you know, it's just to, to show. Headlines while they're stealing money somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you it's finally like, got over that. Yeah, yeah. You finally get through all that stuff, but we were we were in court, and they dropped all the charges. Oh. Every girl wanted their day in court. All eighty-seven arrests. Oh, nice. Hey, the city can't do that. Yeah. There, there ain't enough time in ten years to do that yeah. in, that, in that system. Yeah. So that all got dropped, and then you know, and then we just kept going on. And then you finally did get topless. No, we're never. Oh. They're, they're still not. Oh, in Daytona. Yeah. Now? No. So what's the rule in Tampa? We're in Tampa right now. Yeah, we're in Tampa right now. Some of it's full nude, some of it's topless, and some of it's bikini. It just depends on the county? It depends where you're at, part of the city, stuff like that. So California is full nude, mm-hmm. but no alcohol. Okay. Yeah, see, I think we've got a couple here that are full nude with liquor. Yeah. You, you know, the reasoning behind that is they claim that you guys get us all riled up when you're naked and you go out and cause crime. So when we were going through our federal lawsuit at Lollipops, we did a study, cost us eighty-seven thousand dollars to have a guy study it. Remember six hundred north of the plaza? Down no. at the down at the end of the, the street, the big hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big hotel. Uh oh. What the hell happened? Uh oh. 
and it's fully. Or did you shut off on its own? It's fully charged. This is fun. Is there a way to plug it in the back door? No, nope. it's all battery. And the battery's There it is. Just came. Well, I heard the click. There it is. Well, that was weird. Maybe yeah. I'm not supposed to talk about this. <laughs> what were we going for? I can't even remember at okay. this point. Well, let's talk about the um, porn star. What porn star? <laughs> so, you know, hey, look, I, you know, one thing I've always said about everybody, what is it? There's uh, uh, guys do two things in the shower. They either sing or jack off. Do you know what song they sing? Nobody does, because they don't. Anyway, yeah. so, so I had a bucket list thing. I, in 2015, when, when the club fell apart and I had time on my hands, you know, I thought to myself, okay, I've been jerking off to this broad for like 15 years. There's got to be a way. They're paying her to have sex. Yeah. I'm sorry. It can't be that far of a stretch, though. Well, there's a whole fucking community out there, let me tell you, that you could that they will set you up with porn stars and do all kinds of stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. So you found her? I found her. Mother's Day, like five years ago. Is she a mom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, what do you want to say her name? Oh, Ryan Connor. Okay. Yeah, she's like the MILF of the year this year or something like okay. that. Oh, she was a blast. She's a great, great lady. I mean, you know what's How funny? Much did you get the pair? It, <laughs> $1,600. Come Ooh, on. For what? For checking off the bucket? What do you mean, for what? Just Hello? Sex? Just yeah. sex? Well, I mean, we obviously talked in the middle of it and stuff, but yeah. Actually, let me tell you what happened with that whole deal. She asked me what I was doing the rest of the night, and I ended up taking her out to dinner and everything. Yeah, how about that, huh? Oh, nice, yeah. nice. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, these fucking mics are fucking up. Are they? No, I got mine. I don't know what is going on. No. That's what happens when we go to Live a different life. location. Yeah. Well, we may just have to regather and I'll fly out to California. Yeah, like I'm barely hearing anything right now. Oh, that sucks. Hold on. We got to pause this. All right. So last we were talking about. Uh-huh. Your guess is as good as mine. Porn star. Oh, yeah. Ryan Connor. Yeah. Okay, so you, how did you find? There's, the, there's, there's websites. Yeah, right? what websites? Uh, good God, I don't know. We're going to get in trouble. Eros, E-R-O-S dot com. Okay. And then you go ahead on Wherever this. city you want to go to, look around, California, New York, whatever it is. And they have different, you know, whether she's got big tits, big ass, mature. Or you can porn by star. Name. Porn star. Or by name, yeah. Okay. But, but, you know, and, and that's like the beginning of it. That's where you kind of, oh, wait a minute, this one actually does this. Uh-huh. You know, which, how could it be a surprise? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah if you've been watching. So it's but not, but, you know, it, you know what was cool was when I first reached out by email, she was cool. Yeah. That was, you know what I mean? That made the difference. Like, you know, the first time we were going to try to plan to meet, you know, we, we couldn't uh, hook up dates. And she was cool about it, you know. So does she live in Florida? No, she's a Las Vegas girl. So did you have to fly out there? No, no, no. She was in town. Oh, perfect. They travel all over the place. you got to yeah, remember, yeah. you got to remember Tampa, Miami. They're one of the few places a lot of porn goes on. Yeah. A lot of filming of it, you know, then out in L.A. and all that. Oh, and going back to porn, you had a porn star that came... Two lollipops. Oh, multiples. We have, uh, what the heck's her name? The old broad. Um, yeah, fuck, I can see her name and I can't think of it. Nina Hartley. Nina Hartley celebrated her birth. Nina Hartley celebrated her birthday with us. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, and how did she celebrate it? 
stage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not you know. But it's funny because I want to say like back then she said she was like forty five, and that was like sixty years ago now it seems. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't uh, think it was yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like no, you weren't. Yeah. Stop yeah. lying. Uh, you know, you're still making porn. I hope you're not seventy doing that. But whatever. You and know? then then you start charging extra at the door for people to get. Oh in yeah, because you're bringing the big features. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we brought in that one, um, Jesse. Uh, that's her name. She was married to uh, the the biker, but to uh, West Coast Choppers. She had all the tattoos. She went by something or another. Oh no. Yeah. One okay. a funny story about the whole porn thing, you know. I went back to Cleveland for like fucking twenty years. So I roll back into town and I start seeing some of the guys I went to high school with. And one of my buddies, Tim, goes, "Hey, man, by the way, you're not the you're not the only guy that's in the, the adult industry." We're laughing about like, "What do you mean? The kid I went to high school with is the guy that actually created Jenna Jameson." Really? Yeah. How do you create? Well, the websites. He was the one that uh, put her on the pages. He was the one that started all that stuff. He was stuff. a fucking her. No, it was his wife. Like, oh. Oh, they did scenes together and stuff. Oh, his wife. Oh, yeah, it was actually his wife. Yeah, he married Jenna. Nice. Yeah, and built that dynasty. You all know? right. Yeah, all right. so. Um, so back when, um, so when you have big names, they oh, yeah. charge more. Charge so more at the door. What do you normally charge at the door? It's like 10 bucks. You know, but are girls free? Yeah, women were always free. Okay. The military, all that stuff's always free. You know. Okay. I, I do it here at the local one. Here. If you're a cop, or whatever, come on in. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And so when it was big names, how much more? Did it go up to like 25 or something? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Not, not much more because we had such volume. You know, you remember how big the place was. Yeah. So you know, and they would charge. They charged you like they would come in for three days and, uh, you know, it might be 500 a show. So she's going to do two shows on, on Thursday. You know, the three on Friday, three on Saturday, you pay them accordingly. Mm -hmm. And then we set them up up front where the pool tables were and all that stuff. They'd sell their videos and all that. Yeah. You know, but that was prior to the internet videos? being so strong. Oh, yeah, remember? DVDs? Yeah, exactly. VHSs. DVD. <laughs> hey, you laughed. The first time I was watching porn was on an 8 millimeter, robbing it from one of my dad's drawers or something Holy like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm old, though, kid. No sound, no nothing. You know how boring porn is when it's not sound? Huh? <laughs> okay, you know. so how much on those bike nights? Uh, were you bringing in nightly? Oh, when you're talking, okay. If you want to go through the whole picture of everything, you know, you take the front door, you take you take the front door, you take the VIP numbers, you take the bar sales. I mean, you, and, you, you, you take the, the cuts from everything. You know, you start throwing it in. I mean, you know. I mean, and you also make money from like when people get changed too, right? Ten percent of the ones. That back then we didn't do it. We did. That's something that has come since then. Okay. But I mean, bottom line, you know, we had two ATM machines. They had eighty thousand dollars a piece. Now. I mean, you're talking a couple hundred grand in a night, easy. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're also talking about I knew girls that came down that would work. You know, the ten days of uh, race week, you know, make thirty, forty thousand dollars in ten days. Crazy. Yeah, you know, come back on bike week, do the same thing, not have to work the rest of the year. Wow. You know, and, and that's the biggest fallout leading into that to like what we have today. You know, and I get it. Why? Why would you go to a strip club, drop a bunch of money, and hope you can get it when shit it's at your fingertips online? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Are you having an issue with that? No, no, no. Well, People I mean, the big. Well, I think the biggest issue where the business is at now is, you know, the average twenty-five-year-old doesn't have a job. You know, or a job that could pay the bills where he's out of his mother's paid, you know, basement or whatever it may be. Snowflakes. Yeah, there you go. You know, you know. Yeah. I've always said we needed more counselors. So when you come in and tell your counselor that you're going to study liberal arts, they're honest and say, "Well, you're not going to make enough money to pay back any of your fucking student loans. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what you're going to do." So you know, it's like, but they don't. But they, you know, we're finding out a lot about that now. Yeah. But they, that's the biggest difference. Is you know, like Bike Week. 
when's the last time you saw somebody under 30 years old on a motorcycle? Mm -hmm. They don't exist. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's too easy to just touch it with your fingers. Yeah, um, but you still have like <coughs> birthday parties, bachelor oh, parties. Oh, all the like time. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Men are never going to stop getting married. Yeah. I mean. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Even exactly. though yeah. they should learn, but it's yeah. whatever. Um, now, what happened with the NFL with you? Okay. Like, didn't okay. They used to hire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you the story with the NFL. Um, uh, my best friend, one of my coaches, he was going. To, I went to Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas. It's more known for their law school. Like Dole went there. My best friend Les was uh, one of the coaches, and he was going to law school. And I mean, to this day, his kids call me uncle. I mean, we were. I was with them every day of the week while I was in college. You know, girlfriends. You know, whoever I was with was with us. We were always together. And when Les got out, he got into. Uh, the NCAA working with the investigations part, I believe it was at first, you know, and then Les ended up doing uh, working for the NFL. And basically, what he is 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 he's, he's you know, you're going to draft a player. Les is the guy that goes and finds his first grade teacher and talks to him to see how mentally stable he is, oh. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, people that that watch the NFL on Sundays honestly have no clue. You know, this was the, a big eye opener for me. Mm -hmm. Well, there were some incidents with the NFL. Uh, Minnesota, you got to go years back. What that, years are we talking? Uh, God, early 2000s. Okay. Early. <coughs> and, um, you know, you had incidents with players in Vegas at the strip clubs. Yeah, Minnesota specifically had one where they rented a houseboat, bought strippers on the houseboat, uh, you know. So, Sounds like a fun time. So, typical NFL manner, you know, they have their meetings every year and somebody makes a comment that, hey, we got issues with these guys not understanding the nightlife. My buddy Les says, well, I got a guy that owns a strip club, maybe he'll talk. So Les called me, and next thing you know, away we go. And, um, you know, they're, they're flying me out, and I'm talking to the rookies. And, and it was funny because... So flying you out to where? Oh, Minnesota was where I first started. Then okay. Cincinnati, all over the place. And um, the uh, the funny one was when I first started, it was like, okay, you know, you know, the the, the, the rookies were there because that's who they wanted it for, the rookie symposium, and uh, all that stuff. So... I'm just talking to these guys, and I, I don't write anything down. I fly by the seat of my pants. So the next time I came out to Minnesota, the next year to do it with the rookies, it was the hottest sales ticket on earth because of the way the show went. The, not the show, but the explanation when people were laughing and so much fun. Uh, I literally oh, okay. had I literally had the secretaries from the Vikings in the room listening to me talk. Well, like, what were you telling them? I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a story. I'm in Oakland, 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, California, I'm on the East Coast. I'm up at, like, the crack of dawn because the time changed. Yeah. So I'm walking around. I got no idea what I'm going to talk about. And every Raider fan knows it, man. It's just win, baby. That's, that's. I mean, it's plastered all over where they're practicing at, you know? Yeah. The just win thing, you know? So I started out the the, uh, the next session about you. Know, I get introduced and everything else. I said, this story, just like I did. I said, guys, you know, I'm walking around. I have, I have you know, no idea what I'm going to talk about. And I see the just win. And I said, you know, ain't that the truth? Just win. I said, but gentlemen, the only thing I know that's undefeated is pussy. You're replaced long before she loses you. You're gone, buddy. See you later. And it goes right into this whole, you know, uh -huh. like the God's cruelest joke on earth is our sexual habits. I mean, really, think about it. We have to look each other where we pee to get off. You wouldn't do that sober. I wouldn't do that sober. A couple cocktails, the hormone kicks. I got my tongue buried in your ass. And we're sitting here, you know, forgetting his shit like 10 minutes ago. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Those are our nasty heads. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, then, then you come to the harsh reality of you take away our sexual habits, uh -huh. and men and women have no fucking use for each other. None. 
When's no. the last time you call up the old man? So let's go get a manicure. When's the last time you come up? We get pedicures together all the time. That's because he's pussy whipped and he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, folks, Josh is a good friend of mine. <laughs> well, he won't deny it. Yeah. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. You don't go get pedicures with your Oh, wife? yeah, well, it just... This, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I do, though. I get manicures yeah, and pedicures. Yeah. I always have. Remember my remember my nails used to be black and stuff? No, but what I'm saying is, you know, the majority of the stuff, women yeah. do with women, guys do yeah. with guys, you know? I mean, not anymore because, you know, got to be politically correct. And, yeah. Got to yeah. use the proper pronouns. Mm-hmm. Ma. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, okay, so then what's your thought on the NFL with current situations? I know you were briefly telling me about... Oh, well, you know, here's the biggest thing, Lace. We all sit here and watch that game. And these are the two big... Like, people always ask me, do you go to a sports bar to watch? No. I can't stand being around people. You know, it's like, why don't I coach, you know, Little League football? Why don't I coach Little League football? Because you could take every high school athlete, both male and female, in all female and male sports, and 4% of them make it to the level of professional. So that father who thinks he's going to live vicariously through his kid, who absolutely has no fucking talent... Bingo. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you know that, that that's it. The other thing that people forget is, and, you know, everybody's going to go woes me when I say, you know, the average NFL player is making minimum wage. We see the big contracts because that's what they got to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you the minimum, minimum wage is 800 grand. Okay. That sounds like a lot. So over three years, which now you're getting into it, that's the average NFL career. Mm-hmm. It's only three years. Yeah. So he's made $2.4 million. Well, Uncle Sam got his share. His agent got his share. Yeah. He bought his mom and dad cars and a house. Didn't have to be anything elaborate. Bought himself some nice stuff. And three years into it, he's broke. Mm-hmm. Flat out broke. Mm-hmm. And killing himself in the process. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, you know, that's if he just does what's average. Yeah. You know, if he's above average, then, yeah, God bless those guys. But I, I, you know, I was always that guy too early on until I actually got involved in it where I'm like, they're making way too much fucking money. Yeah. You can't pay them enough money. You, you were also mentioning something about the um, strip clubs. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there was issues. With, that's how I ended yeah. up there, where they were having issues. Um, I, you know, uh, God, I don't even know if he's retired or not. One of the NFL players was in Las Vegas and decided to show off and threw $30,000 around. Well, at the end of the night, he thought he could go collect it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, give me my money back. I was just showing off and having uh, fun. Oh, probably just did that. Yeah, yeah the rain thing with thirty grand. Yeah, well, he learned the hard way that it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah, it's, it's, I guess we were like, look at me. I mean, you made all that money young, lose it, then you start making the comeback. Now, how did you lose it? Oh, I was living like everybody else, paycheck to paycheck. I mean, but my paychecks were huge. Yes. And then, and then here's what happened. Ron died. Yeah, Yeah, Ron died. Ron died. That was Um, your partner. Yeah. And he actually owned the building and Miles actually owned the business. And Miles and Ron's widow got into an argument. And Miles stood strong. It ended up costing him everything. And then you got booted out of Lollipops? Yep. Okay. Yep. And um, then what would you do? I well, mean, well, you, you know, got... the original idea was Bob Russell, an old friend of mine, a longtime yeah. friend of mine, you know, kept telling me how we're going to do this club together, you know. Well, I since now have found out that, like, literally the same time he's telling me we're doing it together, he actually gathered the bar staff up together. And... You know, said, I'm not going to do this with Sean. Do any of you care? And nobody cared. Oh. After all the years. Yeah, see, this is like some of the bar staff wonders why I'm like, fuck them all and who cares? And I wouldn't piss on them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I know these things. Yeah. You know, I wasn't flying through the night, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, as I did, I got my payback. I mean, the guy was How nothing more than, he's nothing more than a scam artist. And, 
And a young man out of California called me and said, hey, how do you know Bob Russell? And he was the one that Bob stole 600 grand from and started blasting it, you know. Um, I mean, I was sued over all this for defamation of character and everything My else. Bob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never even went to trial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they accused me of uh, wondering if I thought he was gay. And I was like, no, dude, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. I did what I did. You I was strip club. That's it. Yeah, yeah, not my opinion anyways, you know. But, yeah, so Bob basically screwed me out of all that. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it took a while. You, you know, there's that old saying, in order to really wreck somebody's image, you got to destroy them personally, you know, and that's what those guys did to me. They started calling me a thief, mm-hmm. you know, that I stole from lollipops, which, you know, please, if there's an accountant out in this world watching this or somebody, how do you steal from yourself when you own the fucking place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, because you had the beautiful house. Oh, I had it all. You had a huge motor home. Okay, you had now, now a see here. Cars. Here's where the things took a switch. Yeah. Uh, Brett Hartley, my attorney. Uh-huh. Remember Brett? You know, he's dead. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Brett turned into a full blown heroin addict. Oh. That's where the money went. I found out one day in my house, I had two hours, 24 hours to get out of it. His trust was supposed to be making my payments, and he wasn't. He was just taking the money from me. Because oh, we were in a legal deal with the bank. Uh oh. Oh yeah. So and, that's and it. it. Just all went bye bye. Oh no. Yeah. And then I had a couple hundred thousand saved up, and uh, uh, he did the same thing to me and Miles. Miles put in three hundred up in uh, Jacksonville in a little club, and Brett actually stole the money. He actually stole money from his father-in-law, half a million dollars. Your attorney? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, and yeah. he died? Yeah, heroin overdose. Yeah. No, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, we got enough trouble with the mafia shit around here. We don't need any more of that. You know, when I was going through the trial, oh, when I was going through the trial, the fucking Channel Two News in Orlando decides to call me the Tony Soprano of Daytona Beach, Florida. Really? Oh, honey, I was at uh, we had a, we had this commissioner, Big John, his name was the county commissioner. I was at the Oyster Pub after all this started, mm. and I had a politician walk up and shake my hand. Said he always wanted to shake a hand of a guy like me. I'm like, guy like who? He goes. Everybody in this town knows you're involved. I was like, yeah, you know, and that's when I impolitely told them, I said, you know, if I was, all you fuckers would be dead already. Uh-huh. You know, we wouldn't have tolerated this petty bullshit you're putting us through. <laughs> Fucking retards. You're like, if it was 50 years ago. <laughs> but nowadays. Yeah, actually, there's still places, but. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then how did you come back up from. Well, you know, one of the things you do is, is when you have a place like Lollipops. You know, even to this day, I hear, you know, like, oh, you know, Sean had nothing to do with that. He was just, you know, managing whatever it was. You know, the truth is, I, I made that place. I made you were a lot the face of, of it. I made that place a lot of money. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, one of my managers was uh, working for a boat company, and, uh, you know, she was about to go out of business. She was a thief. And I offered him a, a, a door job, and then I turned him into a manager. And his wife was selling clothes at the fucking Volusia Mall for, like, I don't know, fucking $300 a week or something. Like, get her over here and bartender, you know? Save that guy's life, you know? Mm -hmm. To this day, he's yet to even call me about my mother or my brother dying. Mm. But that's the way they are. You know, first person I met in the the place when I walked in, into Florida, was Kim. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the first person to turn on me was Kim. How do you, like, what's your suggestion for people to find out that people are actually manipulating them? Like, how do you even see through it? You don't. You just do what I just told you earlier. Fire friends and family, they'll only steal 10%. You know, yeah. the biggest advice that's I could, the sad. biggest advice I could give to anybody, anybody, pay yourself first. Period. What do you mean by that? Like in when you business? when you sit on Monday and you own a business and you know what you have to have budget wise and everything else before you even start throwing money at that budget, you pay yourself. And why? 
because at least at the end of it, if you go out of business because you can't afford the bills you've paid yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Because nobody's going to look out for you. Look at the jealousy. Well, I, I mean, you know, and it's all different kinds. You know, you know, six hundred North closes down. I hired Joe. You know, these are the people that turned on me. People that didn't have jobs that came. People that never seen money. These are people that ate at my house on holidays. You know, Fourth of July parties. Your mom would bring oh food to the club yeah. every. You know, you know, and, and, and this is where I tell people though: Am I mad at any of them? Now they embarrass themselves. A lot of people don't know they did. It's but, still hurtful but they, when it happens. But they know they did. You know, you know what though? Let me ask you this though: What else is hurtful? Was it hurtful that I took off and left the club on bike night at ten o'clock because I was going to go have some fun, and those guys were still working their ass off? Mm -hmm. You know, they serve the purpose, yeah. just like I serve the purpose to them. Yeah. You know, the only nice thing is that you always have is, you know, we've always said it, often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. There'll never be another. Yeah. And there's not a generation that can support them. Mm -hmm. The yeah. music, think about the music, you know. You know, you play ACDC in this place, 90% of the people look at you and don't even know who it is. What? Yeah. Things have changed. The kids. Yeah, they the don't kids. Listen to this. <laughs> they actually don't listen to music. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, no, that is sad and it is hurtful to, you know, have people that you really did love. And that was like... That oh, was like they were family. They were family as far as I decade and a half or you know, you know, You know, it's like the whole thing, you know. I mean, I used to get yelled at all the time to fire certain people, you know. And then all of a sudden you see them want to be friends, you know. Joe and Rob couldn't wait to get rid of fucking Kim and then all of a sudden they're all best buddies. You know, what a joke when you know the backstab of it. But see, I know that part, but you know what? Nobody needs to know that. Who cares? They're all going to make their own bed. Yeah. I hope to God they're all happy, thriving, and multi-millionaires everywhere over mm -hmm. there. Because I, I, I don't I don't even think about it unless people are over and we're having conversations about it. Yeah, that. well, that's good. Because you, know? you don't want to eat at you. No. You know, and, 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 and like I told you, though, nobody benefited from that more than me. Nobody. You know, How so. That? Well, because the, the business, the money, the reputation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was getting ready to tell you. You know, you build something like that. You pick the phone up and call somebody. You know, next thing I know, I'm in Cleveland. We're in clubs in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I mean. You okay, know. so you're not doing that any longer? No, no, this is the only place I, I've got talked to right now. Okay, so after your attorney and everyone... Yeah, and well, after that, we go up to Jacksonville, then I go back up to Jacksonville because my buddy Mike owns some clubs in Jacksonville. And he puts me in charge of a couple of his clubs and I'm making money there. Then Mike decides he wants to open up the Gold Club in Pompano Beach. He's like, hey, will you go down there? I'm like, well, yeah, you give me a place to stay. Well, he goes, dude, I got a four-bedroom house down there. Go on down. So now I'm down half a year in, in Pompano Beach. Where's that uh, it's down right above Lauderdale. Okay. So now I'm in South Florida. I was excited to go play with the big boys, you know. Mm -hmm. The location of the club wasn't the best, but I got to tell you, probably hands down the most beautiful club I've ever walked in. Really? Fucking, the bathrooms had marble floors. Ooh. <coughs> it was crazy. What was that know? one called? Uh, that was the Gold Club of Pompano Beach. Okay. Yeah. And he's got one here. He's got one in Jacksonville. So you were just managing him? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. working for my buddy Mike, you know. All right. How long were you there? Oh, got it. Uh, probably six months, eight months or so. Then I came back up because my brother had passed that Thanksgiving. And then I came back up. Uh, uh, what did I come up for? Because oh, Mike was going to sell the place. So I came back up and got a job. And uh, I opened up a place called The Cheetah, which those guys have now since left. It was over on International Speedway. They're gone. And after I got done dealing with The Cheetah, that was when the, the gentleman from Diamond Dolls, uh, Nick, got a hold of me <coughs> and asked me if I wanted to work with him. So I did. No, Diamond Dolls, irony of all this, is the original Pink Pony where I started. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so now I'm back where I started. <coughs> but the neighborhood has changed quite a bit. And when I was in Jacksonville, I learned how to run the urban club. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of differences in an urban club. So, you know, I learned how to do that. Well, I convinced Nick, and it didn't take much because most of his help wanted to do it. And uh, now Diamond Dolls is thriving, absolutely thriving. Rappers go to it and everything. Yeah, it's, 
It's just, it's, it's so nice. So you just went there to manage it for a little bit? Yeah, I helped them out, get them set up and everything else, and I parted my way again. Okay. And then that's when Mom got sick. I had some money put away, so I just hung tight. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long. I mean, literally, she went from driving a car to dead in a, in a, a week, week and a half. I mean, it was from what? what? Heart failure, that's all it was. Oh, how heart, old was she? Uh, 95. <laughs> she lived a good, long life. Lace, I walked into the hospital, and she looked at me and said, well, I guess this is it. They had her on the, they had her on the drip, you know, the adrenaline yeah. keeping her alive. She's like, hey, I guess this is it. I said, God bless you, Mom. You know, you know, I was born and raised Catholic my whole life, and, and I... I don't want to say I've ever fallen away from it. I've always believed strongly in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, but when you're sitting, especially down on the beach at night, you look up in that sky, it's, this place is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, uh, so I, I started going back to church when she got sick. And I just started praying that, you know, die with dignity. Yeah. Because that, that's, you know, and that was the coolest thing, you know. My, uh, my father went into surgery and never came out and then mom really died with, you know, she never shit herself, pissed herself, threw up on herself, never yeah. had me, I never had a carrier, never had a bed That's amazing panic. for 95 oh, yeah. years old. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I told my children, if I ever get to that point, oh, yeah. help me leave. <laughs> yeah, you no know? doubt, yeah. I know my dad um, struggled with dementia for six to eight years. It was, yeah. though, and he was a strong-ass hey. man. Like, he would have been so fucking pissed to you know, go out you know, the way You know what's funny? You know, through this process, like I said, you really find out who your friends are, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember Tommy Lynch was the bar back, Tommy Bald guy. You'd know him if you saw him. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up letting me stay at his house for a while. Uh, we could call this one girl biker Wendy. She, Wendy, she was awesome. I stayed at her place for a while, and uh, I could always went home, but I just didn't, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't want my mom to be worrying about me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did what I had to do to survive, and then uh, this opportunity came after my mom passed, and, so why not yeah. do it again? You know, but now, now. And so now you're owning this. The whole thing, yeah. It's yeah. There's. Yeah. Do you have partners? In a way, yes, and in a way, no. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get fucked over. No, again, right? no, no, okay. no, 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 no. There's none of that. Everything's everything's good and secure. All right. You know, and, and like I told you earlier, you know, I I kind of got fucked over my own stupidity too. You know, I mean, I was pissed when Miles didn't want to pay Becky. I thought that was just a bunch of bullshit. You know, so I, and I kind of walked away and left it in his hands before he got to stay with me. Who's here? So we got the DJ up there. Oh. And he's probably cleaning in the lockers or something. Oh, he's right there. Oh, wait. Good nice. Is there, yeah, that's DJ Cornell. <laughs> and we're Como. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is a nice place. Thank I was, you. I was hoping some um, strippers would come well, by before we end and um, well, come anyway. to the chat. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you have any other crazy stripper stories? I know... You have like 800 fucking million. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest stories with strippers, though. And it's God rest his soul. And I'll tell you, I love this guy, DJ John. Mm-hmm. So he was handicapped, like we talked earlier. So he would call it, I got to tap a kid. Got to, you know, put the catheter in. Oh. So he could pee. So John puts I the catheter I thought he could, I thought he was just from the knees down. Yeah, but his body function. Oh, okay. <coughs> We're messed up. So, so John is up in his booth, and all of a sudden, I mean, I could tell That's it. Not true. No. I could I could tell in his voice that he needed me right away to the DJ booth. I mean, it was just one of those. So I ran up and uh, I. Uh, All right, you guys, we're gonna hear a little background noise because um, they did open. So is it twelve o'clock yet? Almost. Almost. Yeah, it's not open yet. Five till. That's okay. So anyway, so, so anyways, long story short, DJ John calls me up to the booth, and I get up there. He's like, dude, you got to find this girl. 
He goes, man, she kind of walked in and, and fucking I was, I was tapping my kidney. And I think she thought I was jerking off up here. Oh, it was fucking hysterical. Absolutely fucking hysterical. Yeah, like I was telling her. Oh, yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, I threw a $100 bill on one time during race week. I bet if he wouldn't play the hokey pokey. And I had not shit you. They had the line going. It was a stripper. You left foot. The strippers were doing it on stage, the customers. I mean, but that was the type of fun you had. Yeah, no, it was a great time. You know, I mean, they don't even make music like that anymore to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's the sad thing. We're losing all the, the intimacy of actually meeting somebody in a place like this. I mean, you at the bar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. bottom line, you know. Yeah. It wasn't online or in an old boy, you know, hey, yeah. you know, we fell in love lying to each other because we're 2,000 miles away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You know? now, now, you have a lot of couples that come in here, though. Oh, yeah. Well, the world has changed. That's a definite. Yeah. That's a definite. You know? I mean, Josh and I came to the strip clubs multiple times, and, and people get the wrong, I, I think people have the wrong thought on strip they don't, clubs. They, yeah, they don't understand that 90% of this is a fantasy set. That's mm-hmm. all this is. Mm-hmm. This is fantasy land. You know, uh, I promise you the girl that you think's in love with you hates your guts. You know, uh, you're probably the wrong sex to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, just all those, all the, you know, the typicals. But you know what? No matter how many tell you, you know, how many times you tell somebody, they don't listen. No, no. And do you ever see um, strippers actually fall in love with your clients? Um, I don't know if it's love. Customers? I don't know if it's love, but I know of a, a chief surgeon in charge of a hospital who lost his whole life. Ooh, what happened? The affair. Oh, he was married and started having an affair with. And it got to the point where you know, you know, the, the hospital was embarrassed on because it was a big name, big local, mm-hmm. and wife throwing a big fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you see a lot of um, men, maybe even women, get sucked into it and really fall in love with a stripper and think they're in love and start paying them hella money? Oh, I've watched yeah. it for years. Yeah. The sugar daddy exists. He's real. Oh yeah. He's real. But you know, once again, then who who benefits from that at the end of the day? If that guy's got that much money, he doesn't want that headache. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of truth to pretty woman at the end. You know, yeah. when he's like, you know, you can have anything you want, and he's no good at relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, there's there's a lot to it. You know. I know. One time, uh, kind of off the beaten path, but we were at um, uh, the. Funny Ranch? And yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was the funny. Oh, I got a story about that for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were not going to have sex with a hooker, but there was a bunch of us there and yeah. just wanted to see the bar and they gave us a tour of the place and it was during the bike rally, right? Yeah, hookers have feelings too. <laughs> we had no intentions. I'm not frowning upon it. I know that you are a fan. But it's not so much as a fan. It's like, look at my poor buddy over here married to you. I know damn right well you ain't cheap. Oh, fuck no. Exactly. No. So he's paying for it anyway. <laughs> the only difference is I ain't got to put up with the shit he's got to put up with. He's fine. He's fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so we were there and we were watching and this guy walks in and he was pretty fucking hot, right? Oh, yeah. And and they line up the girls and they're like, hey, I'm Susie. I am Bunny, yep. whatever the case is. And he picks one and goes to the back and I'm like, what the well, fuck? He shouldn't have to pay for that, right? But he had a wedding ring on. Yeah. So obviously he was doing it because he just wanted you know, her you, not to call. Did you, did you ever think that a guy could get to a point where he is just tired of old shit? Like women in not general? Not personally. Not personally. I get that. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Don't. Hey, and it goes for women. You know, this is the other, the other side of the fence. Uh, you know, if you think about it, this is where we're at nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 50. I'll be 57 or whatever the hell I am. I, you know, I should be a grandfather about four times over the old school way. 
Mm-hmm. Now people, you know, I, there's, I know multiple people that have never even been married. Yeah. You yeah. know, not even tried it. Yeah. No, you, know. it, you don't have to, for sure. Oh, well, it's not a matter of I have to. I don't know. I kind of miss those old days. Things yeah. were, you know, when you went and found your friends because the bicycles were laying in front of you out. There's a lot of, you know, compared to now. Uh, yes, and that, you know. those times are long gone, but yeah, how know, beautiful and, they were. And I mean, I've always said this to my friends, you know, I, I don't know how you, you even compete with the internet with your kids. I mean, there isn't a porn site that all you have to do is say you're 18. Yeah. They don't check anything. There's no way to check it. You got that. You know, you know it's like when we were in federal court and the judge asked me, you know, about the nudity in Daytona and stuff like that, you know, what I thought of it. I said, Your Honor, here's what I honestly think of it, and I still think of it this way. There ain't a window in this building. I'm not standing out front begging fucking people to come in. Mm-hmm. I'm running an advertisement and a sports page and some radio ads. That's all yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Nobody's seeing anything. Mm-hmm. But yet on Sunday afternoon, i got to sit with my nieces, nephews, and my friends' kids, and every other commercial tells them if they don't take this fucking blue pill and have a heart on for four hours, they're inadequate. You tell me who's doing more fucking damage to the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I've never dragged anybody in there, but boy, are they brainwashing us. That, you know? This is a natural yeah. erection yeah. environment. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know. Anyway, we all know the true story. You know, you talk all kinds of shit. It's three minutes of fun and goodbye. Yeah. I mean, the, the anxiety runs right out the head of it. It's over with, you know. Yeah. Now, um, while I was visiting, and I'm sure you've seen this many times, uh, stripper fights. Oh, God, yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. How, so what do they normally Let me play? tell you something. In the bar business, well, you are in the bar business. You tell me where the filthiest place is in your building. It's in a female restaurant. <laughs> that fucking whole hover thing is doesn't work. You're pissing all over the seats and everything else. And then get in an environment, add alcohol. Tampons. Well, not even, but like, you know, you get in your environment in a strip club, and there's a lot of beautiful girls working. Uh-huh. You're with your old man. The environment's alcohol. Everybody's wound up, and all of a sudden, he's paying more attention to somebody else than you. Oh, so you see not stripper on stripper fights. Oh, honey. But you're talking about three the o'clock, wife Three o'clock in the afternoon, the lollipops, I'm in the office, and I see this woman walk in, and she stands at the front door. I don't know what she's there for, so I walk in. I'm like, hey, can I help you? She goes, oh, no, I'm just coming to check the place out. Oh, well, you know, you know. We, we like women in. So she walks up to the main bar, orders a drink. She kind of looks around. Next thing I know, she grabbed the bar stool. Her husband was sitting at the stage and knocked his ass out. Uh, now, the best part of the whole story was... <laughs> the true story, story. best part of the whole story was they became, like, some of our best customers. She was only pissed because he was there without her. Did you kick her out? No. I think they're one of some of our best customers. But at the time, when she... Oh, finished, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's separate. Yeah. You know, he's like, don't call the cops. It's my wife. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? She can't go to jail again. You got it. You know? It's like crazy time. Okay. And then stripper on stripper fights? Oh, yeah. They, it, it's okay. over money. So, like, if they're both you know, my on fa- stage, you, you have right? no idea how many times... Here's, here's the two things that I've always had fun with with the girls. First of all, they're not your fucking customers of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay? We yes. give you the space yes. to go. Okay. And, 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 you know, second of all, it's like they get into this whole possession thing, and they don't even understand that the more you become friends with them, the less you actually get. What more do you become friends with <coughs> the, the less you Yeah, you know, now the next thing you know, you're hanging out with him outside, he's giving you a hundred bucks. He used to come in and see you five times a week. Now he's seeing you once a week outside. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it's everybody's choices, too. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, everybody's different. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, you have no idea how many times, you know, I had a girl tell me, you know, hey, this guy just fucking paid me $20 a song. You know, we were back there for 15 songs, and all I did was kick him in the balls. Hey, I mean, oh, yeah, there's some crazy oh, you know, shit out you there. Know, yeah, that, you know. And she probably enjoyed it. I mean, we had a guy sitting on the floor one time, told the waitress to go in the bathroom, stick his finger in her, or stick her finger in her ass, and let him smell it, and he'd give her $100. So she comes running to me, what should I do? I'm like, you go stick your finger anywhere but your ass and let him smell it. Who cares? 
Yeah. And just get the hundred bucks. I mean, really, go run in the fucking toilet. Go here. There's a little runny. I mean, something. <laughs> okay, bro. Fucking something. Oh. You know. Okay, since we are live, also. Oh God. Um, Josh is going to read if there's any Q and As for Sean. Nothing. Um, well. He's going to read right now if anyone wants to send anything. No. We're going to continue talking, and then, Josh, if you want to butt in with any questions, then we'll... Um, okay? All right. Um, okay, any other crazy stripper stories? I know... Okay, so let me tell you. We had this this event in town where it wasn't healthy for the businesses. So a lot of businesses would shut down if they told me. What do you mean? So, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, well, you know. What event? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. No, I mean, it was Black College Reunion. Okay. And all the Black College kids come to, to Daytona. Well, it wasn't a college kids, it was like a takeover. Oh. You know, um, we had franchises that closed their doors for the three days they were there because of so many walkouts and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. You know, so I didn't even want to have the headache, so we locked the doors. I took everybody out of the cruise. Ooh, well, you want nice. a stripper story, I'll give you the stripper story. So my one buddy brings his his, uh, his girlfriend, God, DJ Johnson, got a better one. My one buddy brings his girlfriend with us, and we're all out hanging out at night, you know, in the decks and stuff. And all of a sudden, we hear this girl fucking screaming. And this is on the cruise ship? Yeah, it's on a cruise ship. Security's chasing one of the girls we brought with us, one of the strippers, because she's completely naked, running through the ship. She ends up jumping in the fishnet, because, you know, I don't know if you ever noticed the cruises, there's no water at night. <laughs> You know, they just put a net there so you don't fucking kill yourself if you're dumb enough to jump in. So she jumps in that fucking fishnet, and it was like a Super Bowl kickoff of flashes for cameras. I mean, people were just taking pictures. Oh, my God. So the best one, though, is DJ John. You know, back, he's in the handicap, and he dates this, this, I'm telling you, stunning girl, Jordan, which Jordan was the mother-daughter operation I had going. When we had a mother-daughter dance, and Jordan was the daughter. Beautiful girl. And uh, God rest her soul, though. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan had a rough one. And uh, she was a fantastic person. So John brings her on the cruise. Well, he's handicapped, so I go over to help with his bags. And I grab one of her bags, and I'm fucking telling you, I can barely lift it up. So I get him up in his room and her up in the room, and we set it out. We open up the bags. She had whips, chains. Oh, yeah, you name it. For DJ John? Yeah. So, like, we didn't even see John for, like, two days. You know, so they, they, they threw her off the pool deck for me to the G-string. That got all twisted up. So she got pissed off about it. So formal night when everybody's dressed up, she comes walking down, these beautiful black shoes, beautiful black slacks, and not a fucking thing else on, boy. Walked right into formal night on the cruise ship. Topless? Oh, my God, they went fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, They, they tried they, to arrest her? Oh, yeah, locked her in a room. Hell, we are on our way home. Nobody yeah. cared. Yeah. But it was just funny because, like, nobody saw DJ John for, like, two days. No, oh, my you God. Know, we saw her, so it was like, did you, like, leave him you know, strapped in a bed? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> What's he going to do? Walk off, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> poor yeah. guy. Um, yeah, so um, I know when we went to visit um, that last club you had, the Urban Club. Yeah, yeah, Diamond yeah. Dolls. Yeah, uh, a bunch of us when we were on our way to Key West. Yeah, yeah, and we, you were showing us around, and yep. you showed us into the, um, I don't know where they get dressed. Yeah. I don't know. Dressing room, I guess. Yep. Yeah, and they were there was three girls fighting over drugs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah no, it's, I mean, you know were, the fight thing. It's like, you know, where do you begin and where do you start to in a sense, you know? But my favorite thing is when the girls fight. I finally figured out a way to solve them. You actually bring them in and make them best friends. Ah. You sit them down and tell them. So just how this works. You could be in Europe tomorrow. 
And if she gets in trouble in here, you're both fired. So now you're each other's best friends. Because if you fuck up, she's fired. Mm-hmm. And that usually solves the problem. Mm-hmm. We call it becoming best friends because you better get to know her, otherwise you're gonna you're gonna lose your job. Nice. Well, that's a. I mean, you know, it's just the environment itself is it creates something. It really does on its own. Yeah. You know, when people are sexually open, you know, they, it's just you know everybody's got it. Come on, now. we all have the analytic. You know, we got kids. Josh got kids. Everybody's got kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't happen by accident. No. You know. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I love it. So what's your um, hours of operation? Uh, from 3 o'clock or 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 in the morning. Seven days a week? Seven days a week. Wow. All, All right. right. All right. Well, We're, we already got people here. Yeah. yeah we <laughs> Is there any questions? No. No, no questions? All right. Well, Josh then. ain't getting in the fire. He knows better. Yeah. You don't have questions? Okay, whatever. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Do you want to talk about anything else before I'm we good. sign this off? This is great. Yeah. Great seeing you. Great being both of you. Fantastic. Yeah, me as well. I know. It's been too long, for sure. So when you're ready to do it again, Holla. Uh, well, for sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us on The Real Life with Lacey. And, Sean, you've been a great guest. And Thank I'm you. sure you go on and on. And we'll probably have you back to go on and on again about more stories. And oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you again. See you next time. Don't miss out on a single moment of The Real Life with Lacey. Hit that subscribe button so you'll always be the first to know when a new episode drops. Together, we'll keep uncovering the authenticity of life. Subscribe now and join our vibrant community of real stories and real connections.